Hey, honeys, I have something exclusive to tell you. You can hear episodes of my show and 30 others, Harmontown, Drinky Fun Time, Dumpable Town, before anyone else on TuneIn First Play. Lucky you. You can listen right now on the TuneIn app. Play Nashville a week early. You're like living in a time machine, baby. So why don't you check it out? All you have to do is download the TuneIn app and listen for free. This is like being a podcast VIP. Don't forget, they also have live sports, news, music, audiobooks. It's enabled in Apple CarPlay, so I think you should check it out. All you have to do is go to tunein.com slash NatchBute. Tune in, baby. Feral Audio. This is in the correct direction currently. You're in the woods, but it's okay, because you know where you are. You've got all the camping gear. You've got a full moon. You've got a lot of friends. Here it is. Twisting the wind on the Fair Audio Network. Please keep listening. There's all kinds of great stuff ahead. Trust me, it's going to be just okay. Okay. <laughs> 
Hello. Oh, hey, it's <laughs> hey, it's uh, me calling me uh, right now. Isn't that a thing? Isn't that a funny little convention I just did? See, I'm I'm on my phone right now, and I'm call, recording me talking to me, but I'm not really, you know, I'm talking to. Oh, oh God, I just had air come out of my body. I don't know what they call that these days. Is there a name for that? What, what do the millennials call that when you get air come out of your body? Oh, two friends are saying hi. One's in a Kia Soul, one's in a Jeep Grand Jeep Cherokee Sport. They're just saying hi. She's about to get into her car, but she was like, "Oh, say hi." But the the girl she said hi to was like, "No, let's 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 keep it at just hi and not, don't approach." So she didn't approach, and that's what happens. Um, thank you for listening to Twisting the Wind. Um, I'm currently mobile right now. I have a hand on my phone that's pushed against the side of my head. So it doesn't fall on the ground. Thank you for listening. Super exciting to be here right now, to be in this sort of weird transitory moment of being and to be presenting this sort of audio collection to you. We are in end times, and not in terms of uh, human race or the, the history and life of the planet. Human race maybe end times, but I mean, I don't know. I think the whole end times thing is incredibly arrogant. You know what I mean? I, I used to be, I used to be a bit of a doomer, so I know, but. I'm not a doomer anymore, everybody. I'm not a doomer anymore. I mean, I still think it's interesting and still think there will be some massive upheaval in terms of change that will leave several, a lot of people just scraping their screen in the dust, hoping it turns on. But what I will say is that, uh, I just knocked over some batteries. What I will say is that, um, that, uh, <laughs> it's going to be end times for twisting the wind as you know it. So this is uh, what you're about to hear is an interview I did with a person named Rick Shapiro. He's an amazing comedian, one of the most amazing comedians to ever live, in my opinion. Um, I really can't say enough about him. To say enough about him is probably not to really do him justice and service and all that sort of thing that I'm talking about. But he's he's an amazing guy. He's uh, His brain is, well, you'll hear. He's, a, he's been through a lot. He's, he's had a life that, he's had like a, five people's lives, basically. The guy's. I mean, we can record for like 10 hours and he's have new stuff to tell me all the time. But that's the thing. He's an interesting guy because he's not about... Some people just want to tell their fucking story and, you know, they're happy to... I just said, you know, like a fucking NPR reporter or something. But some people are happy just to tell their story and that's it. And with Rick, it's like he's a person who is constantly... His brain is just so, moving so fast and... He always wants to make something out of the moment as opposed to being talking about what has happened, which I think is a, I think I explained that distinction pretty well just now. I feel like I, what I said makes sense. And that's why I think I like him so much is he's just this guy who I've never, um, I've never once expected what <laughs> happened with Rick. Yeah. He's such a great person. He's just one of the greatest guys. I remember when I first saw him do stand up, it was something where, I just couldn't believe it. I'd never seen anything like that before. It wasn't like stand-up comedy. It wasn't something where, there's so much stand-up comedy where it's just this boring, tr like trite, well-worn territory of jokes. Just everything is just, ugh, it's so, it's so safe. It's just so deeply safe and so pandering. And Rick is always the exact opposite of that. And he uh, inspired me so much and still does that it's, uh, I've been waiting for a long time to have him on the podcast. I've been waiting slash trying to 
trying to get him on the podcast. So it's been like a, a kind of a little bit of both, but it's one of those things where I wanted to be at a place where I knew how to, how to um, properly funnel, not funnel, but just, just talk to Rick in a way that would make sense um, to make, make sense to everyone else and just what to talk to him about. Cause there's, there's so much there. So, that's my little preamble about this interview up here and preamble about the uh, upcoming changes to Twisting the Wind. I'm probably going to do a couple more of these with some people who you know who've been on before. They're all going to be repeat guests after Rick. No new guests. No, no new guests. Uh, no, new, no new guests unless maybe I score a whale of someone who I wanted to talk to. But uh, that being said, yeah, it's going to be no new guests. It's going to be some 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 sonic some sonic charters will be expanded coming up here, and then we'll move on to the stage two known as the executive buffet. Not just as executive buffet as an alternative name for twisting the wind, but literally that's what it will be called. So, thank you for being on this journey with me. Thank you for your emails. It's uh, twisting the wind at gmail dot com. Um, I. I get back to most people. I think I do. I don't know. But that, that being said, also thank you for rating and reviewing the podcast. Those are just incredible to read. Everyone says such great things. Even just succinct things like "really good." I appreciate that. I'll take it. Yeah. So go to iTunes and rate and review the podcast because that helps things blast forward. And tell your friends. Tell people. And listen to older episodes. Listen to other episodes that are just just dabble. That's what I'm saying. You know, just just I'm encouraging you to dabble to dip. Just not to squabble or to rip, but to maybe to kiss a kiss a kipple kip uh, on the just kiss a kit. A kit is a small uh, animal. I don't know a breed, but it's a kit. It's not the full grown adult one. So may, may try to dabble in that. Look out for bog darks. Look out for uh, stopping kills, all that kind of stuff like that. And be sure to rate, review, to donate to the podcast. To donate to the podcast by going to theferalaudio.com site and you click on the PayPal donation button. It's super easy. It's secure and it helps um, reinforce the universe of the thing you want. That's what all, that's all money is. Money is just like a money is just this sort of thing. It's like a it's like a kiss that you can't you can't. It's a kiss and a hug. It's just putting it's put, it's it's a blow. It's a big blow of gust of wind behind the sails of the boat that you want to win. So think of this podcast, I think of feralaudio.com as a big sailboat. I and mean, you're just, when you give a little money to Feral Audio or to Twisting the Wind specifically, it's just blowing a little bit of wind in our sails and helping our boat <laughs> to the destination that we have found out and you get to watch and be like, oh yeah, that's my boat. I love where they're going with that boat. Okay? So do that. And also be sure to Check back on my website to see when I'm traveling to where you live, which will probably happen sometime soon. Um, nothing, no dates right now, but you know, this is just subject to change. It's always subject to change, you know. So um, please do all that stuff and just support and just just support yourself. You can do it by thinking you have no power, you give up power, or something to the effect of that, right? I saw I spray painted on a mattress recently. Some guy in our neighborhood is going around. Uh, spray painting these really inspirational quotes onto abandoned mattresses. And it's really great because they're always really good. This one, I, I'm going to mess it up because I'm not going to say it as succinct and perfect as it was written. But essentially, essentially it was said, uh, uh, thinking, you have, thinking you have no power, 
is giving up <laughs> giving up power just by thinking you have none. You give up power by thinking you have none. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I think it makes sense. I love that idea. It makes total sense. It makes total sense that I watch these person in a white Mercedes negotiate the space. God, this is just hilarious. I'm just watching some fucking classic Nouveau Reach stuff unfold here. This woman just parked her Mercedes. She's got her platforms on and her little swoop haircut. And she's, you know, she's full denim and she's waving to her other friend who's parking. They're probably going to have a nice little early dinner. Hi! Oh my God, you're here? Oh my God. I would like to go park inside the parking lot. No, it's fine. It's fine. Oh my God, we just got all of that, didn't we? <laughs> you just fucking heard all that shit? Oh, wow. Life is special, huh? Okay, thanks for listening. Uh, and please enjoy this interview with Rick Shapiro, this conversation with Rick Shapiro. And be sure to support him and get his book. It will be available. That's what I got to tell you, is that, uh, okay, so you can't, you can't, um, Send any, you, let's say you're unable to rate, read and review the podcast. You're unable to email. You're unable to donate to PayPal, even though you can, because this is a free product you're getting for free that you should be fucking paying for because it's better than the other products that you pay for. So kiss my fucking ass on that. But um, moving on, I love you. And uh best way to support the podcast, in addition to or in the absence of being able to donate, is to go to the Feral Audio dot com website of twisting the wind and click on the Amazon button and buy your shit through our Amazon portal. Buy stuff that you want to buy or you need to buy or stuff that you need to buy for someone else who can't buy the thing that they need. Buy it through us and we get a tiny percentage of it uh, eventually, I think, after a while. And it's, yeah, do that. So do that. Help support the podcast. That's a great way to do it. It's a great sort of little side item tacit way to do that, okay? So all that being said, buy Rick's book. Buy Rick's book on Amazon. Buy all kinds of other stuff from Rick and I on Amazon through through the Amazon portal. Enjoy yourself and uh, blast away. Dearest God, my my blacks. Let's get started. What's that, your Andy Dick? Uh, Hurt me? And anybody who's honest about his own pain, physical S&M pain, right. is Andy Dick. Is he, he honest about it, you think? He just, when, when he's, when he's, when, when he's f- f- physical, right. he's honest. And when, when he's high, I would, I would imagine. Right. But he also, when, when he's a very complex guy. Yeah, he is complex. Someone was talking to me about him today. Because I was making a smoothie on this video, on like a like an app on my phone. I was doing a live broadcast, just making a smoothie. Someone said that Andy Dick makes smoothies. And oh, I was yeah. saying how he's a drunk. He's an asshole. <laughs> he's a drunk. Someone's like, yeah, but I love him. I'm like, yeah, I guess he yeah. is. He's kind of both. 
He's yeah. be- be- beautiful. He, he, right. he, he, he goes to me after he, he had me on his show. He goes, every time I spoke, he goes, where did you find him? Where did you find Who are you? Who are you? And I was like, we've been trying to get him on for two, 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 two years. And then he goes, he goes, are you going to, you're a genius. And he hugs me. He goes, are you going to die? And I said, <laughs> he goes, are you a genius? And I said, who? Artie Lang? This came out of my mouth. Like, right. I was like, and he goes, oh my God, he doesn't even know he's in the room. He doesn't even know we're talking about him when we call him a ge- genius. It's be, be, be beautiful. You're going to die, right? <laughs> I said, I ho- hope so. Well, we're all going to die at some point, right? Just a matter of when. I don't know. Apparently, uh, there's new information on that. How about that? <laughs> there's new information on that. Really? What kind of information? Well, if you exalt a woman three, three in front of your wife, then you're going to die. Okay. They're going to die. Right. You'll live forever. But if you are just enamored, that's why I wrote, I, I, I said we should all exalt, we should walk, we shouldn't say hi, we should exalt each other on the street. Right. Oh my God, your eyes look like dark blue a- a- arrows looking for the neck <laughs> so they can get soft, so they can soften their point. Right. We should say that, but, but some guy always come by, always be like, well, if you're enamored, I guess that's what you're, yeah, why don't you re, 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 reduce it to all you can, can eat, three na, 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 99. <laughs> right. You know, if you're enamored, and I went to sleep with that thought, if you guys enamored, enamored, enamored. Right. So I wrote this whole thing down about it. I, we did some show together, what was it, like the, the Tomorrow Show, a few, I mean, a few months ago or something. Oh, yeah, it was great. It was great, because you came up there, I think you did some sort of thing where you were talking about, how you, the same sort of thing, talking about how people talk to each other, oh, when yeah. they say hi, it's like so like, everything's so cold, and how, hey, how, how are you, how's it yeah, going? Hi, hi, you hi. You doing hi. okay? Cool. Oh, yeah. good, good to see you. And how yeah. you're saying, you made, you made those people kiss in the front row. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it just was like a thing where... I don't know. It was something where I can't really describe what I was seeing because it's so it was such a. It was in in the in the moment. moment. Yeah, uh, as they say. But it's really my frustration with living a, a de- de- dead life or my fear. Right. Um, you know, like like we should have the fr- fr- freedom, and they're all slogans. We should have the freedom. We fucking do. Right. We we we. It should be like this. And I feel like I'm in, on the verge of. This new la- la- language or without la- la- la language, right? And then you d- discover what you really want, want, want to say, right? Like to point to the dr- dr- the dr- dr- drummer. I, right. I, I st- yeah, stutter yeah. a bit, bit now because it's, it's like, and the psychiatrist says, "You know what'll stop that? Huh. Sing song, talk in a sing song form." And I was like, I don't want, want it. And he goes, well, what were you going to say? I, like, I can't sleep at night. He'd be like, I can't sleep. I can't sleep at night. That's all you have. So I went, I can't sleep at night. Right. So I'm, in, I'm also in the road. They're like, how, am I, how do I want to speak? Like, Yeah, what's your voice? Huh? God's attacking every area. That fucking vixen. But, but, um, but that sounds old, right? When the guy goes, that vixen. But, um, I guess so. When I, pointed the dr- 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 to the, when I pointed to the drummer and said... Uh, you're you're alone. You're lonely, and he started to pick up the, the speed. He was the only one who would admit. Right. He, he was uh, alone. Right. He felt alone, and the other guys were still trying to stay in. But then the guy started banging J- 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 Jerry Lee Lewis and, and the piano. I, yeah, and I had Parkinson's back then, really bad. So I, I I wasn't I couldn't move, and then the music got me to move. I was sliding right. across around, you know. And Ron was there, you were there. It was great. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. But that thing we, what you were talking about was so great because you were just being sort of uh, 
I don't know. There's like so many things. That you, I remember when I first. I guess we should. I can go back and start. Like, hey, we're we we're yeah. started. We started. Yeah. Hey, we started. This is Rick Shapiro. I was you're someone I wanted to talk to on this podcast for like forever, basically since yeah. I started. Yeah, you got a just, question to somebody says somebody had to stop because I like you how curious you are and when when you get curious, uh, the moments are ripe. Really? Yeah. Curious is good though, isn't it? It's like yeah, it's, it's a whole deal. Someone told me that's like the best way to be. Um, if you're an actor or you want to act or perform, is you have to be listening and like and listening to things, uh, or like wanting to. You want, you want to like look. You like you're always like looking and kind of investigating things, and that's yeah. the best way to learn how to do that stuff, as opposed to the opposite, where so many people are like, "Oh, I gotta gotta do it. I gotta keep doing yeah. it." It's like we have to watch and learn and like look at things and, and you, see how they are, and then that enables you to do the thing, not so much. That way you don't have to act. Yeah. You can live. Right, you're living, it. yeah. Yeah. You can walk into a scene as curious as fuck while she's doing her dialogue, you know, she's got a cup of coffee and, yeah. and, you know, you see a Starbucks thing on it, you can have your point of view while you're looking at her yeah. and you surprise every moment, you can surprise her and, and you're within the, you don't have to worry about being within the scene, it's all there. Yeah, because it's all, because you're creating it, because it's all yeah. part of your head. Yeah, it's like Br- 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 Brando in the, Go- the Godfather. You right. ever see the the olive oil guy who wants to start him on drugs? You I remember know? that. I haven't seen it in a long time. Uh, the, the, the guy acts like he, he's not showing respect to the Godfather. He's like, we want you to start getting involved in drugs. And he goes, well, I don't need, need to, whatever. And then the guy goes, gives him a long speech, and Brando goes over to him, or leans over, picks up a piece of lint off his pants and just goes like that. And in that moment, you knew Brando was in c- c- control. In control, yeah. Yeah. Oh, because that's, oh man, I just get like shivers you think about that. Because that's such a thing where, there's like these things where uh, when you take time and you and you have use the space or you're just very, when you're rooted in something, there's so much power in that that people, it takes a long time to figure that out. It took me forever to realize like, oh, there's, there's power in having this sort of space and silence as opposed to, just like non nonstop yeah. onslaught of things. I know. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a hard. hard choice. Yeah, you but it's, it's, I guess there's power in both things. But yeah, yeah. I mean, it's which where I did some Marin episodes and all oh, right, act with J- 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 Judd Hirsch, right? And I went in saying, saying like, prepare to see an angry father a jack off because I'm supposed to hate, hate, hate him, right? I'm supposed to have no, no point of view, actually. But I, I expect, I put in my head like an angry father, angry father, right. dr- dr- flailing his arms, drunk. And I walked in, he was reading these po- poems, and I started to, to, to cry. And I told myself, wait, you, 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 you like words. If they don't like how they sing, go, you know, I, I already don't even do that. I go, yeah. they'll handle it. And I added two, two extra scenes. Oh, really? Yeah. And I started, and he was crying, and I'm saying, you got wet crows in you. You got birds flying in the night in the rain. This you, is from you, Marin? Yeah, you abandon your, your, your son. You need to go in there and show him every crow on the table. Every night you've been wet and alone thinking about you, your son and the mistake you made. And if he doesn't hear you, you t- to tell him again. And it was, it was so, so much fun. Is that out yet? Uh, they come out, it comes out. I have to do this. Cause, <laughs> yeah, go ahead, do it. It doesn't matter. Uh, do what you want. Yeah, it comes out in May... First three weeks in May. Okay, that's that's really soon. That's like next week. I guess I should. You're right. I should. Yeah, you should promote the shit out of it, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll promote it. Oh great. You gotta watch Rick on Marin. Simple yeah. as that. 
three cool episodes. So you've done his podcast, right? You've done Marin's podcast. Yeah, it was great. I haven't listened to it, but I feel like I probably want to rehash some of that stuff just because it's interesting. It's really interesting to me because I've, I've I think I've known you for almost ten years now. I guess I yeah. think I met you when you first moved here from L.A. from New York when you were doing uh, Lucky Louie. Oh yeah! When you first moved here, that was fun. Yeah, that I remember was fun seeing you. knowing you then. It was great. That was crazy. It was wild, man. Yeah, I remember the first time I saw you perform was at, was at the Tomorrow Show, and I was like, I remember seeing you. I was like, oh my god, this is like the closest thing I've ever seen. I was like, I the, what got well, the comedy I first listened to whenever I was listening to comedy was uh, at first before I started doing comedy was Richard Pryor. He was like my favorite. Yeah, that's and I remember I seeing you, and I was like, this guy's like Richard Pryor, but different. But yeah. it's like I never seen someone be that same way, but also be their own. You have their own unique voice. Like it's first time I seen something like what, that. What would you say prior is in, in, in quote the same way? Because I always wonder. I always th- thank people when they say, "Wow, that's so so nice." I say, "That's so so nice." I guess, but now I'm curious. Like what my my sponsor? Because my sponsor hey, had me come by and look. Right? Stop it! <laughs> I mean, come come by and look. At a tape before I was a ke- ke- comedian, and I right. cried, and I didn't know. I never saw. And then tape of yourself I, or I, what? Tape of yourself or Richard Pryor? A tape of yourself. A prior. A prior. Okay. Before I ever did co- co- right. comedy, but he goes, yeah. I think you guys have the same thing in common. Yeah. And I cried, and then I, I, what I liked about him, I couldn't see the thing in common. But what I liked about him, he would talk until he, he was so vulnerable and honest that he'd yeah. look around after, like, is somebody gonna hit, hit me or something? He said, Are the cops gonna? Yeah. He'd look like, oh shit, you know, I, I'm not used to this non. Co- co- comedy where, where it's all like it's blessed and praised and pa- pa- packaged and boxed yeah but nobody's doing a priority way they just talk until he he goes oh shit you know I mean Stan Hope I guess does that. yeah there's, there's people who do it still I think but I feel like with him when I yeah, first saw I see anybody. there's like a ferocity to it but it's also it's like this weird thing where it's really intense and but it's also really sensitive yeah it's just, I don't know it's, it's a special thing showed, yeah it's like the sensitivity mixed with like it's like a the crying warrior maybe it's that's how I describe it as show you this right pain, 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 man. fuck you have a crying warrior one yeah I could we can and I never you thought can, that you can reach over there with my cable well I'll show you yeah well that's what I want to ask you about initial uh, I want to talk to you about is just so when you first moved out here it was for that um, um, but, by, um by the way my paintings are for sale at www thank you. <laughs> Do you really have them for sale online? Is there a website people can yeah, go to? Yeah, rickshapiro.tv. Okay, you have to go there then because yeah. I can't describe paintings on a like podcast. That, that one, that, that blue bear right? pig is a director who lied to me. Every word was a lie. He acted like a sweetheart. Really? And then I said his teeth are turning to, to dirty paper. <laughs> and, and, and he goes, what? And after all, he's like, I said, why don't you just say you want me to get... Andy Dick said he wouldn't do the film, the thing unless I, I was in it. He, right. And he did, it was more like, if he's in it, you know? And, yeah. and, and he goes, sure, sure. And I said, and all he wanted was one line. Right. I knew it, but he goes, I said, I'll do it if I can riff. I'm not really interested, but, but I'll do this thing if I can riff. And, and he goes, oh, sure, we're all about, 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 about the, 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 the... We're all about riffing. Yeah. yeah, we love it. We love improv. We just, oh my God, I love improv, but we don't have time for it right now. Yeah, just, right, right. So we just don't have time, you know, cause we have to set up, we got, we got to move on, but um, yeah. really love it. It's super cool. Oh, you want to riff? Uh, go, I mean, do it now. Yeah, like, do it now. Um, sound, uh, they're not recording, but yeah. we'll get it later. So right, right, right. Yeah. Exactly. Ugh, and, and when the, the one word, so I painted that, 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 that was the first concrete thing. First eye I ever did, first nose, first teeth. Wow. I, never, I was always abstract. You know, it's, well, anyway, you have the balls to 
trust you. You know, big, big, I'm going to end up pa- 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 painting in fucking Mexico. <laughs> I can't stand it out here. I can't stand it. The, the, the peaceful way guys talk. You know, you know, these guys, these fucking guys. And, and I, I go to AA and it's like, I'm, my name's Can of, can of Peas. My, 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 my name's Apostrophe. You know, my, 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 my parents were, were, were cool. And like, I got this badass job. You know, that's a new experience. You got a badass job. And I'm like, oh. you're a doorman. You know, like, congratulations. Like, I don't understand. I hate out here so much. I'm giving myself a, a fucking fever. You know, I feel like I have to unplug my hands from the wet cloud, like like it's a right. wet, like a pasture of plaris vagina, <laughs> and I have to pull my hands out of the wall of the vagina and, right. and go like pull them out, keep going. You can do it, you can do it. Now go back to New York. You know, do you want to move back to New York? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. What, yeah, I do. What do you think is like the? Uh, do you think you'll do it anytime soon? Well. Waiting on word for things. Waiting on things, yeah. It's not funny. Most guys are like, we're waiting on word for things. But I went like, we're waiting on word for things. <laughs> for things. Help. You know? RickShapiro.tv. RickShapiro.tv. Well, can we, so can I ask you about like your your upbringing? Yes. So you were born in New York, right? And you were born in the city? I was born in New Jersey. New Jersey, okay. Outside of Asbury Park, a right. small town. Okay, I know where that is. I, I mean, I've never been there, but I, was, I heard it's, Asbury Park's like a... It's kind of a hip place now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I hear. It was great when I was growing up. Then it right. got bad. It was always, uh, uh, like I, I said, I, it was always blacks. Then next to it were the Italians, and behind it were, were, were the Jews. And I saw the blacks, and the, I, I said, those who I want to be, be like. Right. So um, you were Jewish, though. You were, yeah, you grew up Jewish. I grew up middle class Jewish, psychotic, but it was more like growing up in, in a shtetl. My father grew up so broke. He was just always thinking he was going to stay poor. So he was always angry. And, you know, he would take the food you were eating. He would be in a blackout rage and just be like, we don't eat meat in this house and throw it out. So he used to drink a lot? He was a drunk? I didn't realize that until later on when I realized all night long he'd be like, crack me a... I open a ba- 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 Valentine, grab me a ba- Valentine, grab me right. another Valentine, another Valentine for another. And I said, "Oh, oh, he wasn't drunk." Okay. I mean, because he would come into my room and just slap this shit, shit out of me really? for, for no. Yeah. Was it just you? Or was it also because you have a brother, right? Yeah, was, I have a twin brother. So was it was I, it one of those things where it was like just him, or just was it both of you, or is it just him, just you? I mean, well, uh, for the first twenty years of realizing this. You know, and all the wonderful th- th- therapy I've had, and all the wonderful right. therapy I've had. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think his game was d- d- different with my bro- 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 right. brother. It's usually like, how it is, right? It's like a weird. I don't know. Well, I think from what I know about like abuse in families, it's usually it's like a, a thing, a kind of a pattern where the person who's the abuser kind of part of it's part of the psychological torture is you pitting pitting one against the other. Yeah, so yeah. you're nice to one and not to the other. So it's this weird thing where. How do you know about that? Did I just know. That? No, I don't. Not at all. I just know it from that's talking a, to people well, about it's it. It's a rare thing. Yeah, but well, it, I guess it's it makes common. Sense. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah psychological but, torture. Like I, I got the, the, the slaps and he, the choking, and he got the fucking. He got the enemas. Are you serious? Isn't it weird to have to switch lanes when you talk? Yeah. Uh, yeah, he got enemas. He was trying to. They were polishing him up to be the go, 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 golden boy, and they were ignoring me and. 
slamming the shit out of me because I was a curious uh, uh, artist. Right. I found out. I didn't know I could paint until I had a flashback until I ended up having... A f- f- I didn't paint until... Until my father... Until I realized I painted at age 10 mm-hmm. and my father... Ripped them all up. Oh, jeez. And he choked me and said, what's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? He yelled in my face, so I forgot. I said, I don't paint yeah. anymore. I get, I don't write anymore. I don't paint. So I didn't paint or write for years. Right. For 30 fucking years. Well, so then, so you grew up in that environment, but you, when did you get out of the household, that household? Uh, I have many lies. Right. Uh, many false structures. I ran away when I was 16, sir. And, uh, but I guess I left... When I was 18, you know, I went, tried college. Although I didn't try it. I, like, used it to leave home. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went to NYU, saw a guy j- j- jerking off. And, like, and I called my mo- mother and said, I think I just saw a homosexual. I think I know what homosexuality is. Right. You know, in the ba- 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 bathroom. And then I got offered, he gave me a, a look. Oh, there's so many different ways. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I just tried NYU and George Washington University. I tried. I went home again for for a year. Tried a college at home, and then then I I ran away at age twenty eight. Right. Yeah, that's what I say. Like, but but I think it was twenty years old or nineteen. I started hustling and right. You so know. you start hustling like on the streets of New York. Yeah. So this is after. So where were you living at that time? You were kind of like homeless, or what? You like. Like crashing places, but I was also, I also left home at sixteen, right? And I, I would always run away, come back after a couple days. Where at sixteen, I ran away for a couple months. What would you do when you're out? When you when you first ran away, where'd you go? I would take a bus to to New York, Mm -hmm. and that's when I started to meet people who taught me about hustling. So, what year was this? You think this was like, man. My years don't go like days. <laughs> I need a calendar for this. I didn't know that. I would have been more prepared. I would have called one of my many managers. Uh, the calendar manager I would have called. Or I would have walked into my bathroom and seen where it was circled. First day of hustling, 1975. I guess it was, uh, it must be in the 70s. Really? Yeah. That's why I talk like this, man. Okay. I always, he, he always in trouble, man. He, 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 he always in trouble. He don't know when he started sucking dick, or did the dick go into him? Or he didn't. No, I, I never, I never like took a cock. I just blew him. Or I was because I was so bad at blowing him that they'd go, "Get up, I'll do you." Really? This is a true, true story. Yeah. So and, that that was when you were sixteen when you first left. You yeah. were like meeting. So was it kind of a thing where you were out there and you were just like, experimenting and just seeing what the hell was going on? It was like a kind of like just to to get away from. No, I didn't have any money. Didn't have any money, so that's what he did it for. Yeah. So you didn't have any money, but you left home. But and then the uh, the drugs came first, if I remember. There's like three different ways I started my stories of prostitution. Like I can't remember when it was the first time. Right. Uh, it's probably pretty. Yeah, it's pretty muddled, right? It's hard to remember stuff. It's weird. The stories are clear. Yeah. You know, like the first the time I went into a restaurant and my food was paid for. Really? Because I didn't have any money. And I said, all I want is uh, steak and stuff, mushrooms. It says so on the menu is $10. Uh-huh. And it's so funny. 
She, she added hobbies to my life. Like, no, I box, so I want to. Right. I never thought, like, let me finish the interview, go box. I'm like, no, no. The artist is here to jack off, fucking asshole. You know, like, well, it's important for me to box. You know, and I get cl- cl- clarity. I puked on that word. Johnny, Johnny saw it. I puked on the word cl- clarity. Was that a little puke? It was like a micro puke? That, that was my, my micro, uh, but strong enough to fill up the macro wherever there are. Pieces to a macro puke puzzle. Uh-huh. Listening, that's what it is. That's what it is. LA's a macro puke puzzle with micro pu- micro bits of corn. <laughs> macro they, puke uh, puzzle. That's what I'm calling this episode. Yeah, Rick Shapiro's micro macro puke puzzle. But that's not what you really want to call it. Yeah, it's funny. It's a, those are cool words. I just like uh, like it's a good set of words. You know what I mean? You like words, right? Yeah, I like words. I like the way they sound. Sounds you like you got a new word of the week. No, probably no, not. I don't think so. Enamored. I didn't know you could turn anything into a right-wing thing. Right. Like, and cause repression. Well, if you're enamored with, with her. Like, I was talking to this AA guy, and he was talking about the steps, and God, and his gracious, where he goes, like, God has plan. You don't know what the next thing. You you don't have to know what the rest. You can walk out on someone. You don't have to know what the rest of your life is. And then I said, well, then I would, you know, I could run around with girl after girl after girl, but I don't know if that's what I want. He goes, sure, you, 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 you could be a jerk. And I was like, wow, there's a hang up there on you, you, yeah. your end. So it's funny, like enamored. You could be enamored with them. I mean, many times I should paint the puzzle enamored, paint a puzzle. Paint Puzzle Enamored. Her name is Puzzle Enamored. That's her stripper name. Her best move is is about to turn you on and then think it's wrong. Oh, right. That's her stripper move. About to turn you on and think it's wrong. I shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, He's just enamored. Well, you're you're enamored with me. All those years, I felt like choking and being like, I'm not enamored. To who? And so to whoever girls, oh, right. you you know how girls are like yeah. you go you go on three out of four, four, four dates when, when you when you're starting out, right? When you're starting out, yeah. <laughs> when you start out, <laughs> fuck her, man. When when, when you starting out, you go on three, three, three or four dates, right? Uh, you go on three, three or four dates, and the one three out of the four, one of them will always be like, well, you're just enamored. Or I, you're enthralled. You're infatuated. Be, yeah, yeah, that's it. That's right. the word. I think women should just stop doing that and spread their goddamn legs and have a hole in their jeans <laughs> for those fast moments where you're actually in love for two se- se- right. seconds. You're like actually in love for two se- 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 seconds, right? Yeah, like like some sort of like an animal ritual. Or enamel. Enamel. Yeah, so you could have a view of it. Oh, it could be a clear enamel. Like a Chuzaki architecture. I don't I know Chuzaki. Chuzaki. Is that a guy? Well, it's not his real name. Oh, but I can't it's remember close enough. It's an Asian architect. But, uh... Oh, yeah, well, so, so I want to go so back to, your, to the timeline. Is that cool? All right. The timeline of events of uh, that the brought you to uh, to the point of being moving here? Yeah. So, I want to tell my friends I've been moving into this apartment? No, no, no. I mean, like, back back to, like, New York, when you were talking oh, about, yeah. like, living there when you were growing up, you know? It's, it's weird shit. I mean, if you don't like, to, I don't. You probably don't like talking about it because you probably talked about it enough, right? I talk about it a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I should, I should just reference. Go. Did you talk about it on Marin's podcast? Did he like? Did he like do the his his Diane Sawyer and kind of like? As he's no. like the, he's like the new Diane Sawyer, right? He's like the new. Uh, you know well, what I mean? I'm not uh, good at li- 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 Barbara listening. Barbara Walters. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's like uh, the Whoopi Goldberg. So no, like I think that. he's good. Like, oh, like, he's great at it, man. Yeah, he's great at at. at you want to say he's great at it? Yeah, but but the other thing, he's also able to do with me. We started to admit things, but I hear that's what he does. Right. But at the same time, we both were hating each other for twenty five years. You guys hated each other. Yeah. Really. Why is that? Because it's sort of like you guys have different comedy. Your comedy is pretty different. Like his is very presentational and like. Oh, I, I don't know what you call it. That's an interesting word. I don't know. That's what I say about some comedians, or it's very much, you know, there's this thing you're doing where it's clear that's like it's always uh, it's, it's it's comedy. It's like referencing itself. It's kind of like here we are. We're doing this is stand up comedy. I'm doing stand up comedy right now. This I just said a joke. As opposed to, I remember when I first saw you do some stuff, when I first saw you, it was the opposite of that. It was, it was this thing where you're not, you're never referencing what you're doing. You just, you're like, you're creating this little, like a little play, like a little theatrical production yeah. that has all this, it's like a wash of color wow, or something. that's a great eye you have. Well, I remember seeing you do these things where you have these music cues and you would do these little, you break into this character that wouldn't, initially wouldn't make any sense, but it'd be yeah. this thing where you're just all of a sudden swept up because you're doing this accent. You're just totally taking, you're, you're taking on, you're physical, physicalizing this character and it's just like, wow, you're just, I don't know, something about it. It's very, um, it's like consuming. Like it's a thing where you're consumed by it, as opposed to so much comedy is just oh that's clever that's that's yeah, like, oh you wrote oh you wrote clever. that it's clever clever and that's yeah. like that's and good. that's, that's not even what clever it should breathe life into the word clever right like like how clever can you re really fucking be but yeah. then speaking <laughs> oh, <excuse> <laughs> that's okay but, but then they um they, they um like. What we're really talking about, I'm going to take, take a chance. What we're really yeah. talking about is how dead it, it, it is. It's and dead, yeah. people that are born vulnerable, like me and you, mm -hmm. you know, and there are people that know how to protect or game it. Uh, yeah. You, you can be sour on it or not, but also, he's got a drive, Mark has a drive to be personal, I think. Right. And uh, I, I've I've seen... He does. Yeah. And that drive, he's, I saw him on stage recently and I said, it's be be beautiful to, 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 to watch with mm -hmm. tears in my eyes, worried about my own life. And, and um, because, but, but, but um, when we were on the po po podcast, mm -hmm. we really found out that it was like this. It was like, you said that and meant this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You said that meant this. Yeah, I did. And he would say, and we were back and forth for an hour, like, oh, we took each other the wrong way for 25 go oh, wow. goddamn years. That's crazy. And, and, and it's weird. But but I, don't, I could judge a lot. Like, he could. Like, like I, I was very neurotic mm -hmm. and from living on the street. Yeah. I, I was an outsider. I had a social anxiety disorder, I find mm -hmm. out now. Right. Whatever, whatever. And that's not what it did. No, no one could call that. But I was like, I couldn't say hi to a comedian. I ran out in ba 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 Barris even when 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 I fucking killed. Yeah. For for fifteen years, I I not know they they wanted to be. I didn't know what for 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 friends were. I thought right. I, I thought clubs. I still go through that. I'll have to remind myself that a club is ju 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 just a club. Mm-hmm. 
As opposed to the minute you step in, it's going to be the backyard at school. It's, 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 yeah, it's that weird thing where you feel like this adversarial kind of thing going yeah. on. You go through that? I, I guess. guess so, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I I think I have. I don't know if I think about it so much anymore, but it's definitely like a thing where, yeah, you forget that it's that that it's not that way. It's not. It's not like yeah. a bad. It's not a bad thing. It's not like a competition. It's not a um. Yeah. It's not a gladiator arena or something. Right. Right. Yeah. It's supposed to be fun. And, and it's so weird fun. that I'll go to AA, but as soon as I walk into a club, I feel at, at home. But I go to AA to feel at, at home. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, that's how it felt. But but it didn't feel like that a hundred percent. But most, or just or every time at a club, it feels that that way, hundred percent. Really? Yeah. Except yeah. except when the younger guys think they're re- re- really important now, right? Because VH1 called and asked them to drive naked around the goddamn street or right. something. And they think, they're, and they and they got a gig for two hours. Yeah. Yeah. That's forever. But I've seen some, there's a couple people I've got to witness like um, start and be really cocky about themselves but then I kind of just like you wait a little bit and they get really nice in about a year because they get their ass handed to them or shit just doesn't pan out and they're like they get really nice they become really nice humble guys because yeah isn't that funny that shit they start off nice then they get all slick uh-huh. and then they get really nice again yeah because you get fucking punished <laughs> you get punished hard sometimes yes yeah, yeah you gotta get punished though but you have to get punished that's like the if you don't get yeah. punished, then what do you have to say? Kind of, you're just sort of, um, you're featureless, right? Well, I don't know. I've put some thought into that. Like, uh, like Louis C.K. is the only one I know. I'm sure other guys knew. I didn't. I didn't. See, I didn't meet them. But he's the only guy I saw from day one. Mm-hmm. He would. He would work on his shorts. He didn't wait for somebody to hand him shit. He's a hard worker, man. That guy's like fucking. Yeah. He he's he's such a hard worker. Yeah, you you known him forever though, right? Because he yeah. Before he even started short films, he grabbed he he opened a composition. Nobody goes, look, I fucking write a, 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 a sentence down, and I'd be like, wow, he's writing sentences down. He goes, I don't even know what it's for, but I wrote another sentence and another sentence. This is Louis saying and this. This is him. Yeah, and I said, oh, that's for film. Like I said, you probably. You know, I, I, I don't know. I said it, or he said it, or we said it both time, right. time, same time. Uh, together both, I don't want to be serious. Together both, at the same time, we said, Louie, that's for a filmmaker." Now I make movies. I don't make movies. I make muffins, but I won't make movies now. Although I made a muffin, I wanted to stick my finger and make it an ass because I, I saw that movie. Oliver Stone, no, Romancing the Stone. I love that Kirk Douglas. I hope he dies. It's so <laughs> annoying. That all, he's an awful man in the grocery store. I don't even call him by his name. I say, that awful man is there. So I won't make movies anymore. This is Louis? No. <laughs> who's that? Who is that? Who is that guy? Like, this is, is an old lady. All an the old, old lady. ladies I've ever met. There's a fearful one, a one who's not fearful. Fearful old lady. She's just very kind and sweet. And I don't, I don't know, but she knows there's an awful man, and an awful man is there. And Rose doesn't like her whining. And he says, sit down and have some cheesecake. Um, I'll have some cheesecake, but I won't make any movies anymore. We got this guy walking in. He comes in. So we got the guy coming in. It's a great movie. I call it The Slice of the Life. Uh-huh. And he comes in. So we got the guy coming in. Then he walks into an elevator. Then he pushes, he chews, chews the gun. Pushes, no, he cho- chooses a floor, no, no, he chews the gum. 
So we got him chewing the gum, man. You right? We got him walking in. He's chewing the gum, and then he chooses a button, a floor. So we got him chewing the gum, choosing a button, a floor. It's gonna be beautiful, man. It's gonna be beautiful. This country, I don't think, gonna get it. I'm not gonna come back anymore. But uh, but Fellini? it's gonna be a beautiful movie, a slice of the life. Is that Fellini? I, I wish it was. Is that like an Italian filmmaker? Yeah, I love all those guys. Really? Who's your favorite? Who, uh, what movies do you like the most? Well, my favorite. What's the stuff that like when you first saw, what are some movies that when oh, you yeah. first saw them that really had an Jimmy impact? Jimmy Cliff, The Harder They Come. All right, it's yeah. It's the best movie. It's the best. It's the worst movie ever made. The best story. The best Jimmy oh, Cliff. The best clothes. The best clothes. Yeah, that's Jesus him. Christ, Rick, man, those are, those are my, my opinion. Those are my feelings exactly on that. I never thought that though. That's funny. I always wanted to make a shirt, a black shirt with the yellow star of David, and wear yeah. that around. Yeah, I'd be cool to wear that, right? Even yeah. like be some white guy like me wearing a fucking shiny black shirt uh, with a <laughs> yellow star David. I can't on remember it. what was. I have to look at it. Again. Well, that's one of the things he wore. Yeah, but I took that. my style from for him. People say you just wear seventies pants, you know, a pair of dirty seventies pants, yeah. uh, white wife beater, some j old jacket. Yeah, man. But but he, and then I I want to. Uh, 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 he makes riding a moped look so, so, so great. Hell yeah. And that's oh, what I, I hate uh, America. I want to move to Jamaica, to Jamaica or <laughs> Thailand or just yeah. some hangout. You know, like yeah, this goodie boy shit is driving me cr cr crazy. What do you mean by goodie boy shit? Well, you got to show up, su su suit up to show up, or you got to you can't take your mic. Like I, I, I said, the new manager at the store is acting like a girl. You know, he's acting like he the was comedy a, store. Yeah. And I think maybe he got mad. I don't know, but that's, but but um, uh, for, yeah, it just seems like you have to prime yourself for your relationship, for for your success or non-success, or you gotta be you gotta like dress up for frustration. Dress up for frustration. you know, like who wants to do that shit? Yeah, and I'm sober again, and I miss Adderall. You knew me when I was on it again, right? I don't know if I did. I Nobody think could tell. It was so weird. I probably I did think it know. Worked. Well, when were you on Adderall? The, the, this past time, about about four about four years ago. Four years ago. When I, I was running so. around with Val. Yeah, I probably. I guess I knew when you were on Adderall then. Yeah. Yeah. But, before I even took speed, I didn't even know what speed was like. Yeah. Yeah. I had speed early when I was a kid. It's pretty great. But it's also terrible. It's like a weird thing, you know? Yeah, you, but it's hard because you still got that train. If you don't have time away from speed or Adderall, yeah. there's still that Adderall train coming on that says, jump on, jump on, let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah. You don't understand. That's why I st st stutter and I, I don't understand t talking slow a anymore, mm -hmm. you know, because you, you get off on that shit. Right. But um, I say, why Why focus? Why focus? Is this your uh, is this your prompter? <laughs> yeah, that's what it should be. No, I, wrote, I finally wrote, wrote. I haven't written in a while. And there was this guy driving me yesterday, an Uber guy. And he was so it was bizarre. Right. He had a hunchback, uh -huh. and his neck. He didn't know he had a hunchback. Like, he did. And his neck was His his head was attached to his chest, uh -huh. and he had this oblong, square face. And he, and he was. He goes, I'm I'm uh, the Uber, I'm the Uber. 
Exactly. I'm an Uber ma- 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 master or something. I said, Uber, the Uber master? master? He goes, yeah, I'm the one that teaches the Uber drivers how to drive. And she didn't show up. She didn't show up. She called me seven times to make sure I was coming, and she didn't show up. You can't do that, man. You can't do that. I mean, you know, like, I got time. I got to make my, my money. And all of a sudden, it's like, rah, 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 comes out. And he goes, like, he goes, you know that gas station right over there? A guy tried to sell me a surround sound. He got, I, I said, you mean, you mean like a TV screen? He goes, no, I have TV screens. I have pl- pl- plenty of those. I, I got a giant one in my living room. One of my kids, one of my mo- 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 mother's room. I got TV. No, I got TV. It's brand names. I said, "Shut up, motherfucker! Give me the brand names, man! Give me the brand names." He's got. He still wants me to pay seven hundred for this. this surround sound. I felt like he was surround sounding me. You know. Oh God, That's yeah. What, and he goes. Uh, and he goes. And he was like, so "It was a consumerism at, at its worst." Yeah. Like he ate it, ate it up, and it started to come out of his mouth. Oof, that's gross. Yeah. That's hard to handle. It fucking sucks. Yeah. Fucking sucks. It's fucking, fucking, you know, like, uh. The branding. King Clown and the Shit Circus. <laughs> King, King Clown and the I Shit Circus. That, uh, yeah, like, that'll go with Walk Away Clown and Dickhead Town. But he goes, he goes, uh, I don't want to bring up the writing. Bring up the what? It's just like oh. that's why I wanted to do your po- po- podcast, right? Because I have people like friends, just friends mm-hmm. that I got, who want to shoot some interesting stuff, right? And I've been saying no to everything. Why have you been saying no? I don't know. All of a sudden, uh, I think maybe it could be just as simple as they're switching my medication. They get me off a lot of this shit I was on, finally getting off it, and I don't know how to say yes. Without Clown him in the comedy down, uh, Adderall to speed me, me up. You mean like getting in, back into that routine of like needing speed. Well, I think, I think, I don't know if it's true. We might not be ready for each other, but I'm, I'm sure we are. But she's been making the house so nice. I realized I never paid attention to my relationship. Right. So I said I'll stay home for a week. Right. And um, but you can't give up being a co- co- comic. It's always haunting you. You try to take a week off. She took me on a cruise. I'm not gonna go on a cruise. I'm not gonna go on a fucking cruise. And I went on it. and It was really good. <laughs> I'm not gonna say great. I don't think Einstein <laughs> was there. I don't think there are any great ones were there. Right. But there was a great bad Elvis impersonator. Oh man, that's the best. Bad yeah, Elvis is better great. than good Elvis. Yeah, like I demand. So you, you liked it. Yeah, it's like, do I have a stick up my my, my ass, or, right. or or am I right? You, you know? I know what you mean. Yeah, it's kind of both, right? It's like a duality to it. It's hard to figure it out. Well, because you want to yeah. do stuff, but you also don't want to not do stuff. Well, you watch people all the time. Your 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 antenna is always up. Yeah. So you watch them, and then you forget. Or you learn new things about yourself. Like you, you could, you could give up comedy for a year, and you'd end up writing about the the fucking cru- cru- cruise ship, no matter what. Right. But, you'd still um, be doing comedy, even if you weren't doing comedy. What do you really want to ask me? You want to ask me something? I don't know, man. There's so much stuff. It's like I just like hearing about. I really the, do like hearing about um, the prostitution. Well, not so much that, but like how you got into. Uh, oh yeah. Like, oh, that's funny. Well, well, here, here's the thing. Here, here's here's the thing. 
There's two ways I remember getting into prostitution. You, know, you may be thinking about how I got into co- 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 comedy. Uh, but I want to talk about the prostitution. Because okay. for, 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 for my money is hell and I want to stutter and all that shit. Uh, he goes, uh, Rick, Rick yeah, let me do it. All right. I'll do it. You both stutter. And you have that gravelly voice. It takes me somewhere. Well, maybe I want to take people somewhere. You know what cures Parkinson's? If you're gay, look. Look, I'm not stuttering. Am I stuttering? No, you're not. No, am I at ease? Are my eyes open? My mouth open? Am I breathing? I'm breathing. I'm breathing. Mm, A march of time. Give me your dime. I make up songs even. Who cares? Who cares about parties? Oh, who cares? I'm fed up. That's my mother. I'm fed up. I'm just fed up. And I'd be like, she sounds like a a, a 1950s wasp. Then she'd bang my head and she was a 1920s Italian. Oh, I'm fed up. And um, so, so I I would walk by this steak place every day, and um, I said I don't have the money for a steak, but it was ten, ten bucks mm-hmm. back, back 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 then. And so I said I had my last t- t- ten dollars. I was living with four girls in an apartment, and they had a f- fireplace back then that was free. Mm-hmm. So you you had so I would put pieces of pork and fat that the butcher gave me, and I would. Heat them up, you know, cook, 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 cook them in the oven, right. have a beer and play Dean D- 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 Martin and sit on the f- f- fire escape, feel sorry for myself, whatever. Right. And so I said, I want that steak. I got $10 left with my last $10. I'm going to buy that goddamn steak. So I use my last $10. So I walk in and uh, I ate, I want a steak and stuff, my, my mushrooms. I have my little, little de- denim jacket on, my little flag in the back. And um, I, 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 I'm, I think, well, that's, I was taking an acting class and I was doing jobs, an errand boy for these mobsters. And that was fun because we were the fuck ups. Yeah. We we like couldn't get get, get it right. And we would go in with credit cards, come out with TVs and uh, DVD players and eight tracks and whatever. What was this? This was like the the early 80s or something? Yeah, early 80s. And so, but I had a friend named 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 Benji. And he'd be like, uns, 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 uns. that's how I walk. Uns, uns. You can hear his clicking, uh, cheap. I'm gonna start. Lizard skin sh- 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 shoes. Uh-huh. Man, that's a fucking. That's a dope stutter you got. So, so um, <laughs> so uh. So he would put two TVs in the trunk, and then we yeah. had to close the trunk and run. And he had, would have a third. Like he brought everything out. I don't know how he did. It. I said, "But Angie, we don't have. We have too much. There's no room." And he sit on the on the on this curb. I said, "The guy's coming out of the store." He goes, "No, I'm gonna figure out how to get this. I want this last fucking t- TV." And so he shoved it in the side, closed the door, and and he, we had everything stuffed in. And then he goes, oh, "Bye," and and we run. And I know I I drive the car, and then I'd see him that 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 night. Benji. Yeah, but he would sit on on, on this on the stool on the on the curb, and wonder how to get that last TV in, and they were gonna come out of the store or call the, the, the cops. That's crazy. Yeah. So it was like the gang that couldn't shoot shoot straight. <laughs> so uh, I, I know a new form of l- l- language too, where you don't have to add the the ending word. The guy already knows, right? So, so um, <laughs> so um, so I walk in and, and I walk into a restaurant. I go steak and stuff. My mushrooms. Then, then at the end, I, I want to pay. And he goes, "I said, can I have a check?" And he goes, "Oh, give me your hand." I will, oh no, it's been paid for. As if he didn't know. 
I said, well, what the fuck are you doing? And he was like, it's been paid for as if he didn't know. He would announce it. Like, as if he didn't know. And I said, well, what the fuck are you doing? You want to do me a favor? You want to give me my, my, my check and cut, 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 cut the crap? But I was a kid, kid back then, so I don't remember what I said. I was yeah. more like, well, what are you doing? Shut, 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 shut up, jerk off. You know? And he'd be like, oh, give me your hand. I will take you to them. I said, what? Give me your hand. And as he's saying that, I looked around and I realized there's no girls in the place. Mm-hmm. It was all guys. And there was this old—he looked like an old bodybuilder. Like Joe Piscopo. I'm actually Piscopo? pulling my lips to stop starting. An old bodybuilder. What? Like Joe Piscopo? No. I always think of him as a body. I just whenever I think yeah. of a bodybuilder, I think of Joe Piscopo. It was a little like that, yeah. Okay. Only bald and much older. He was in the and corner. he was like sixteen-year-old Andy Warhol kid. He looked like wow. a little blonde kid in a blue blazer, and they were waving to me. So I walked over to him. He goes, give me your hand, and, I, and he goes, here he is. And I sat down, and he goes, we, we, he put his hand on my leg after talking for a minute, and he goes, you want to come back to the house and dress like a lifeguard? Mm-hmm. And I said, sure. And I, I said, I'll be right back. And he was bubbling a lot of drinks right. in, in the meantime. And so I just walked out mm-hmm. and left, and I would come back each night and get, get a free meal until the manager of the restaurant said, Mother Chicken needs to talk to her hens, uh-huh. or something like that. And I said, uh, my mother hen needs to talk to her chickens. And, uh, what was it he said, honey? Mother hen used to talk to his chickens. Needs to talk. I don't, he pinched your nipple and you paid attention. <coughs> and, and, um, and she said, you're, you're con- con- conning the, 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 the Johns. So they said, I have a special John for you. And they locked me in a room with, with a guy who chased me around, this big fucking guy. Wow. And they threw me, like, I, I was straight, so the guys I hustled, I, ran, I was working at a massage place that the restaurant owned, and I would just massage them, I had to get, 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 get hard, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't get hard, I'd be like, I've been jogging a lot recently, you think that causes it? I don't know, I'm scared, I'm scared. And that's okay, honey, you know? So, um, so, um, So he, he flips me over, takes me around with a lamp. Grab, you know, he's like gonna. With a lamp? Yeah. And then, uh, and then he flipped me down and shoved this giant rubber cock that was his actual cock in my throat. And I just realized, I went, went like, I pretend it's wood. I went, uh, you know, and I just, right. I realized it didn't feel like a cock to me at, at all. Right. So therefore it wasn't, and I was a game show host. <laughs> I didn't have to, I didn't hustle at, at all. I'm looking at my girl. Uh, I hate the word wife. It really bothers me. You don't have to say it, right? Yeah. yeah. Like my friend goes, if she can't, you know, he went to Thailand and his wife's from Thailand and she mm-hmm. goes, she understood I needed to vent, vent get out, you know, screw a bunch of girls. Really? He goes, so why don't you get that like that with her so she understands? I said, no, she'll go kill the girl. <laughs> And he goes, she wouldn't understand. I go, no, she will kill the fucking girl. Yeah. It's not but, for everybody. Uh, no, relationship. Uh, and they're not interesting either. How's your relationship? Oh, it's really hard, man. How, how do you leave? I can't stand it. I can't stand But she's so great. I don't understand why I stay. What would you do otherwise, you think? Uh, I got some numbers on my flip phone. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, 
<laughs> it's pathetic. I feel like we're in a shack, and I'm at the end of my, 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 my life. And I'm like, I was a prostitute at age one. I remember everything now. You know, like, uh, like the fact is, I started h- h- going to that restaurant, and I worked at a con mm-hmm. where I ran around the whole place convincing them that they could have sex with a guy in a di- 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 different room. Uh-huh. So I would go like, um, the fact is I want to cry. You see the tears coming up my eyes? Yeah, I do. Like you and me and Val had it. This sucks. I can't talk. I live with someone I don't fucking want to, you know? But she's great. I, I, I fucking didn't know you have to write scripts over and over and over and over again. I didn't know you have to shoot. I didn't know I'd get Parkinson's. <clears throat> but I, I'm not good at conversation a- a- anymore. Um... I was a prostitute, and when I go to AA, and they're all so ashamed of the things they did. I'm like, I wore like a, I wear like a goddamn badge. Mm-hmm. Like you have sh- to. I mean, it doesn't make sense to be ashamed of it. That's, right. You don't really get anything from that, right? Shame is like. But it seems like if you, if you forget that, if you feel a little remorse, mm-hmm. you won't do Adderall. But I don't buy, buy, buy that. I don't buy a thing. My no. brother might be go, going to jail because of Adderall. What do you mean for like for having? For having yeah. a lot of it, I yeah. don't know if it's true, but that's what I hear. Yeah, and it's just pathetic. The guy's in the car; he's hunched over. I call him a, a, a here. It is the Uber driver. Yeah, the Uber driver. Shit circus here. If consumers can pick all the stuff, you're humping a supersized Blu-ray, extra supersized, empty. Emptiness. Take the whole, whole, anything to fill the whole, whole, the holy, whole. I pray to my career every day, every fucking second. But but, but he goes, um, I forget, I can't find it. It was, it was, what do you really want to do? I don't know, man. I I don't really know exactly. I mean, that's why I want to talk to you because it's like, not like talking to most people. <laughs> it's like yeah. talking to what's more interesting. You know what I'm saying? Like you have. Uh, look, look around. Like I went to an A meeting yesterday. And I said like, you know, remorse, gra- gra- gratitude. I said all sounds m- m- mellifluous. Everyone's so fucking grateful. Right. You know, and I'm bi- bipolar. I just mm-hmm. found out. If they, really? But the only thing that helped me was when I saw the shrink before the shrink. Who said you're not bipolar. You're not b- b- borderline. You're a- an artist. And he convinced me to go to an art store. It's because of him these pay, 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 paintings came, came out. And now I'm seeing someone who's like, well, what do you? What are your goals? <laughs> well, what is this? What is that? And he's right, because I feel like I'll run away in a heartbeat if I don't start doing the things that'll bring me. Is it joy? I think that's what I was going to say. Joy, happiness, fulfillment. Yeah. But she likes to fucking watch t- TV. She, she's not, not, not nine to five. Some people, that's what, some people, I don't know, you get, I guess some people are just that way. And that's okay. Well, how I would guess. you describe that, that way? Maybe just... Um, they just want to shut off. They want to shut the fuck off. You don't you think yeah. the energy in this apartment's weird? Or I don't know, pa- man. Apparently. I think it's probably a little bit of both. It's hard for me to say just coming in. It's gross. It's fucking gr- gross. But it's just me who hates everything. It's all gross. We have paintings all over the wall, all over the right. wall. I like it like this. I like it without, I like it. You like it to look like a dead Floridian co- 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 condo? Mm-hmm. Well, what are you, uh, a dead Floridian chame- chameleon who lost her, 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 her suspicion in life? Like, fucking, 
That's what the whole thing is. Is like be, be suspicious. That's what we should be. Right. Not paranoid. Yeah, pa- paranoid. You see, if I realize I'm pa- paranoid, I'm suspicious. Uh, I've, I've, in a way, lost my mind. That mindfulness crap. Right. That crap. That fucking crap. That we should be on the street. Like they're they're doing n- n- naked VH1. Dates or something? Driving dates? I guess I don't know about it. Yeah, I I don't know if it's true, this guy said. It's probably real. He said he was naked on a date, and I ran naked up and down the street Uh twice. One time was to show them they're dull. This is Primrose Lane, uh, the the dead gummy worm guys, and the girls (laughs) with poodle eyeballs, and she shit to assholes. And I ran up and down the street. I go, go, you're a pussy, you're a pussy, you're a pussy, you're a gummy worm. And I told the girl, I said, how how, how was your gut? Your 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 gummy sex, you know, right? And my friend, I go up to my friend from the Bronx. I bump into him, the only cool guy, and I bump into him. I go like, "Oh, now you think I'm nuts, right?" And then he goes like, "You got a little something white in your beard, but other than that, you're all right. You're fine." I'm naked in front. It was a relief, and then and then and then I came here. I mean, then we're having an argument a year a year later, some. And I, went, I said, you want an argument? Big fucking deal. You want a fucking argument? I'll show you how important it is. And I stripped my clothes off and ran up and down the street again. Mm-hmm. She won an argument. She's destroying my soul, but she won an argument. She won an argument. You know, like now, now and that's like when you have a hunch for what mm-hmm. the stratosphere needs, the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. When, when you can peek out of the veil, the right, all the, all the stuff I loved hearing are now words that aren't su- su- sufficient. Like you peeked out of the veil. You lifted the veil. How about I fucking, Set it on f- fire, man. Mm-hmm. How about there was no veil after all? We all believe that there's a veil here, and there isn't. There's nothing. Nothing but an individual alone. Like, what the fuck? That's why I like you and Val. Val taught me how to pull, 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 pull a stick and shoot <laughs> and screw her from behind. And it, was, uh, it was gorgeous. And now she's married, I think, and has a kid. Yeah, has a kid. She's still married to him? I think so. I haven't talked to her in a little bit. I had her on the podcast about, I guess maybe about a year ago or so. I'm not sure. but Oh, really? uh, Yeah. Uh, Remember when we came over and hung out? I think that was like about, I don't know, that was probably like six months ago, a year ago. I don't remember. Oh, you came too? Yeah. My memory's so bad. Didn't she bring May, your little kid? Yeah, she brought the kid, yeah. Wow. So, yeah, we hung out and stuff. But I haven't talked to her in a little bit. I think she's doing, she's running a store that she, uh, like a little bit, a business she started. Yeah, she's so, it's going well. Yeah, I think it's it is, yeah. Well. I think wish she would get back into comedy. I think she will yeah, eventually. she's so important. She's yeah. so valuable. But you ever, so you, I mean, this is like not like a question or anything, but I always think about, like, I feel like, you know, you, you have, always, have you always, you've always felt like you have a lot of rage, right? And you're like angry at stuff. Yeah. But I remember having like a therapist a long time ago tell me that, when you encounter stuff that's like difficult or hard there's like two ways most people either go they go with apathy or with rage and he said like rage is better because at least because apathy you're just giving up right just giving up and you're just letting things be and you're not you're not you're no longer alive but rage is better because it means you're at least engaging the thing that's yeah. the thing I talked to, talk to other comedians about. It's the thing I feel like that so many comedians have a lot of there's like a lot of this weird misspent you have like a lot of rage there and I feel like I have the same thing where like I just there's like this you get super angry about stuff because there's well, I don't know what it is there is stuff to get really angry about there is stuff to get angry about like, like William Blake who 
I noticed on the street, what I mean is that when I was hustling, a guy gave, I, or I went through his books, and we, we and Blake, Blake. The poet. I mean, for, first of all, there's a, 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 a fucking senator blowing me or whatever he was, some high, high-end guy. Right. It's in the satirists, this one, this story. But he bends down, I see the picture of his son in military school and his right. wife and a nun. And, I, and, and so you see a lie. Mm-hmm. You see contrivance. Yeah. Don't be yourself. Be, uh, be approved of and, and have status. Yeah, status. So, so that is what kills American society. I don't know about other societies. Yeah. But, but I, I would imagine, uh, in our society, so in other words, instead of being a citizen who rips open his shirt and says, I'm gay, or just goes out and says, I'm gay, it, it keeps society, st- st- humanity st- stifled. Yeah, which is obvious, I guess, but 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 um, but but um, uh, I forgot what we were t- talking about. I hate that one. We're talking about oh, yeah, like yeah. Liam Blake says social outrage, or, or saying, no, no, divine dissatisfaction. Okay, to, to watch out for being content. Right. Khalil Gibran wrote about it. Enters comfort enters your hand with a silken glove and rules your 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 eventually rules your house. He describes each each wow. each type of hand. That's Khalil Gibran. And then he goes Gibran. and rules your bedroom with an iron fist. Wow. You know. Yeah, and, it is a thing. That's like that thing that happens. Kazanzakis wrote about divine dissatisfaction. Nikos Kazanzakis wrote Zorba the Greek, Last Temptation of Christ. And and other great things he, he wrote, I I I forget, but divine dissatisfaction, rage of the soul. William Blake wrote. So the people don't understand. It's called. You can start a whole political party. Like a girl I used to go out with, did who I loved, did yellow walls. Go to her tea party. Okay. Tax the tea party party, and they're they're getting big, and um. You can take t- take your rage, right? Because just to ra- to to rail against the idea of contentment, or to give clarity to people. Mm-hmm. You know, the audience is. I saw when the Freddie Mac thing, and all right, and fit, 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 Fannie Mae, and, and uh, I walked in. I saw an angry comedian who's always been angry, and the the audience is like almost two hours. This is New York. No, it's not here. here. It's almost two hours. Where the guys, the audience had just found out it was in all the newspapers how their homes were being t- taken. Mm-hmm. So the audience looked angrier than the comedian. He looked like he was yelling about his sneakers. Right. And the audience would be before the same audience that would tell me you're too angry or, or, or you used to now or they want to hear more. So I can walk on stage. I told my friend I can say the word yacht. And the audience would get what I'm saying. He goes, "Well, first you have to bring them in." I said, "Shut up! You just arrived." And uh, and I, was, I said yachts, and one girl goes yeah, and two people started laughing. I go fucking yachts, and and they started to, to laugh. I right. said fucking yachts, and I do a whole bit now about who who has yachts and, and, and why. Right. And, and, and um, well, because and it has to do. Now I realize I don't realize what I'm saying sometimes. I, you know, don't you realize that it, yeah, it, it all the makes time. you laugh, but you don't realize how. And the audience will come up to you and describe what it means to 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 to, 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 to them. Yeah, but it's all it all depends because the things that are funny aren't necessarily. It's not about meaning. It's about uh, it's just like a feeling, something that's funny because it's funny. You don't know why it's funny. There's that which yeah. is great fun. Right. Right. 
but but the other it is it has meaning it has f- f- feeling right or, or goddamn word and then you spill it out on stage like yachts were invented anybody that's a yacht shouldn't have the right to like like John John Kerry was on his yacht yeah and he was kayaking with a hooker and he was because he said I, I when Cairo got burned down right. and he goes I was on my yacht he actually it slipped out of his mouth oh god. And I said, I want to key your kids' for, for, foreheads. Mm-hmm. And I said, you have a yacht because, all because, well, first of all, you have a yacht, you, you don't get to have the right anymore. You, you're only right, you're a party doll. So your only right is you get to die with your last words being, that was great heroin and great great ass on those 18-year-old boys. You get, nice. to, you get to OD with 14, 12-year-old Haitian boys. Right. Uh, uh, you don't get to figure out what a, four, what a Mexican with four kids and four different jobs gets. You don't get to decide his fucking stutter, man. The minimum wage, right? It's just the it's the inequality. Comedy's a funny thing. Consume is an interesting word. I'm probably gonna die out here within eight months or a year. Probably not. You think so, really? Why? Because I can't breathe anymore. I I don't care. Really? Well, I tried the apathy. But you do thing. care because you're getting yeah. angry about stuff. Yeah, That's I caring. Care. Yeah, so you're, you're right. not content. You know, you no. wouldn't uh, you wouldn't be painting if you if you didn't care. You know, painting is the only thing that quiets me down. It's weird. It's meditative. This was a fr- friend of mine. This one? Tip puke to target. A hole bent into a heart-shaped dog shit. <laughs> a hole bent into a heart-shaped fat, dog fat. shit. His name is Fat Fat the Human Hole. <laughs> fat Fat the Human Hole? Yeah. Mama the... P- Mama tit... Puke target. Does that say tit? Yeah. Mama tit puke target? Yeah. Oh my God, this is a good one. A hole yeah, bent into the heart... Yeah, because his mother treats him like shit and he won't stand up to do her. Fat Fat the Human Hole? Oh, I wish man. I made a, make a character out of that. That's great. Fat, fat, the human hole. But, um, it's true. We, like, she, I'm learning how to watch TV at night. Mm-hmm. And. I think no one's ever said that sentence in the history of the world. I'm learning how to watch TV at night. Yeah. No one's ever said no that, Rick. No that one's ever way. said I'm learning how to watch TV at night. All these great sentences, and no one's ever said that. I know. That's a great one, though. It's pretty funny. It's not something most people would think that is a thing. But I know what you're saying, though. It's a thing. It's a thing where you're like sort of learning to, um, right there. maybe kind of like learning to to chill out in a sense, right? That's what it is. It's like maybe learning you're right. That's how I take it. Uh, yeah. Why do I beat my I beat myself and tear my head apart? No, yeah. Why do I beat myself up? This is a great therapy show. When I did Dr. Drew, he asked me about my voice. Uh-huh. He said, well, just get off the clonopin like now. Is, that, is this true? Uh, that's what he said. He really? asked me about my voice. How'd you meet him? I don't know. Really? Tracy knows how to okay. get things going. Right. And he said, uh, he said about your voice? Like you no, not about clon- my voice. Oh. But just about cl- cl- clonopin. I told yeah. him what I was on. Clonopin's a rough one, man. Yeah. And I haven't taken... It in the day in a long time, and I took it this morning, but I didn't take any more during the day, which is cool because I would take it for one of these things. But you one one thing podcast. podcast, But you take it because it helps. What is it? What do you take it for exactly? Like, what does it help with? 
Oh, I got the worst anxiety attacks. Oh, really? Yeah. Get those fu- you get anxiety attacks? Um, I don't have any. I don't. I've never had an anxiety attack. I think I've had some close close times to it, but really, um, yeah, not a panic attack where you don't know where you are. Just, I mean, I've had some moments, yeah, where I feel super anxious and I've had to like take something to calm me down. But sometimes I think that's just from either being super hungover and tired and worried about something. But also, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I I've been medit. I started meditating a couple years ago. Really, every day. I'm trying this guided meditation, but it's so guided. There's really? no room for it's too like, guided. You're in your breath. <laughs> yeah. There's something you could try. Um, what, what, what kind of meditation? I do, do that transcendental meditation. Shit, everybody's doing it. How much did it cost you? It's cost like a, it costs like, I can't remember. It's not, it's not cheap, but it's not that expensive either. You could probably. Um, they have scholarships too. I yeah. It's way, it's, I think it's great. I think Somebody it's really good. Somebody can bring you in. I hear nothing but good stuff. Man. It's good. But I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just one type of meditation, but. As far as like anxiety and stuff like that, what they talk about now, which is what's really interesting, essentially, I mean, to boil it down, like that kind of meditation is basically you're just, um, you're dreaming while you're awake. So you're closing your eyes and you're ch- saying this mantra that puts you into sort of a trance-like state, but you're aware, you can hear what's going on around you. I mean, obviously you want to do it in like a place that's quiet so you're not distracted by some asshole ordering coffee or something like that. So you want to be someplace quiet. And so you're aware of yourself, but you're also, you're going to this trance dreamlike state. So essentially, it's like you're just for 20 minutes at a time, you're kind of dreaming, like a lucid dream. But a lot of times what happens is you'll think about stuff that's like really negative and terrible. But the whole thing is that it's okay to think bad things inside of the meditation because it's safe. Because it's this thing where, you know how, uh, you know you have a, you have a nightmare um, but a nightmare is not real. It's not real. It's not real, right? It's just a nightmare. And when you wake up, it goes away, and it becomes harder and harder to forget that nightmare. I mean, harder and harder to remember that nightmare because it's it's not part of your um, waking reality. It's like this thing that happened in your brain. And what like, what science and stuff thinks is that that uh, that sort of dreaming is basically your brain's way of of taking things that are negative and bad and like they they think that they work out the puzzle and also basically put them in a garbage bag and send them away like a dream is a basically like a, a your brain's way of taking out the trash so oh, it takes out really? the yeah it cleans it's like it's like your hard drive you know we have a hard well, drive when you met when you, you transcendental meditation yeah it's the same thing i think it is it's just a way of it's like a really efficient way of getting some doing some dream time to where you can take out the trash so you can take take the stress like stress is trash right stress is trash so when you when you're quiet and you're and you're thinking and that's the thing about med, transcendental meditation and other med, other meditations as well is it's not about clearing your mind it's the opposite you don't you can't clear your head it's impossible clearing your head it's like telling your heart to stop beating your heart's designed to beat your head's designed to think so you you think about stuff and that's maybe it's stressful maybe it's not but either way it's it gets it gets kind of wrapped up in a nice trash bag and gets uh, well, jettisoned gets down the river out too. what's that you said they work it out. I mean, I think your brain works it out. Your brain has a natural way of of taking things that taking stress and sending it away, but in, that, really? in, the, in wow. the safety of meditation. Wow. Will you t- take me sometime? Yeah, I'll do. I'll take you. No problem for sure. You'd probably be really good at it too. You'd probably have like a real good. You would probably just like I don't know. You would love it. Yeah, I bet I would take to do it. It's pretty great when you take. It's a thing where I don't well, know. Why you say I, I would probably be good at it. 
because you could answer that because you uh, your brain's really active and you think a lot, and yeah. so it's it works that works to your favor as opposed to the opposite. Oh wow! Like really? the idea of like oh you got to be quiet, you got to not think about anything. That's that's total bullshit. You got to do the opposite. It's like you're just about um. You know how I mean you you like music a lot. Yeah. You like you know how you know how you hear a sound like a tone of music. Sometimes it just sounds good. Like you just feel the goodness of the sound, the vibration. And you could say you make the case that uh, that uh, chanting or like saying a mantra or something is just a vibration that you just kind of you kind of ride that sound and it kind of it's like a river. It's sort of like a like a uh, yeah. It's kind of like a river, I guess. I don't know. I gotta do it. You should. I think everyone should do it. I'm a, I'm kind of a preacher in that sense, but. Well, tell yeah. me, there's one on Hillside, right? Hillhurst. I think so. Yeah, there's one on Hillhurst. That's the main one. There's also the David Lynch Foundation there's too. There's a seven thirty one t- tonight. There the is. David Lynch Foundation is over the hill, right? No, it's in like it's in like uh, Central LA, like not Central LA, but it's like 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 uh, Highland and something. Hey guys, I'm here too. You know. Uh, oh, David? Tell us about uh, uh, the the Laughing Hat. You were just there? Yeah, I spent a, a, seven years every weekend there. I just got back. Now, now Diana's still the booker. There. Yeah, Diana, Diana, she's a, she's a booker there. She's a great, great gal, great, great gal. You really use the word gal or you find it important? Oh, it's, it's important. You got to, I was thinking it yesterday, or you were thinking it actually, and it came out of my mouth, my mouth, meowth. It's, it's meowth, my mouth, and you have a son. You have a, I have a son, son, and, um, he didn't go up with me to the Laughing Hat this time. Your son, no. No, but uh, we had a great time. My girlfriend, my wife, eh, blah, 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 too much caffeine. My, my wife and I, do you really think it's too much caffeine? Well, no, but that'll get me out of the whole fair. You got to cover your tracks. See, Rick, Rick, they would love you there, but the booker would never book, book, book you. He knows not to. Oh, yeah, that's a great thing. What happened about your girlfriend, your wife? Oh, my wife left her bra on the shower curtain. So we still think we got to go back now for another six, seven years. Looks like, <laughs> you looks like you're going to have to, huh? Diane's a great gal. You looks like you're going to have to, and Diane's a great gal. Yeah, yeah. This is, this is stories from comedy. Stories the history, from- historical aspect of comedy. From that's, the worst people in America. Yeah, from yeah. the worst people in America. Comedians are pretty terrible. Yeah, why is it? Well, I think I don't know. I think it's like a, it's a. Uh, I have an f- old friend, uh, who said something a long time ago. Like, like this is a long time ago. He said that most comedians have a combination of having um, huge egos but with no self esteem. <laughs> Which yeah. is you think about it, it's like the worst combination ever. Yes, yeah, it's is having a huge ego but you have no self esteem. So I think that's kind of what makes certain comedians, like a lot of comedians, terrible. You know, that's at least makes call, them. That's what they call. Uh, I want to get a water. Go for it. You got the. I'll I'll uh, I'll, I'll, I'll wrangle the cable. Set too. What's that? Here, I'll, I'll pause it. Okay, we'll do a quick pause and come back. Is that cinnamon tea? Is that what it is? It's cinnamon tea. I don't know. Cinnamon tea. Let me is, smell it. it. Might be. Yeah, cinnamon tea. It smells like it at least. I, I just want water, iced tea. <laughs> but, but, um, okay. But um, and I get this new feeling towards you now. I go like, what oh, but I love her for do, do, doing that. Doing what? Tracy for making cinnamon iced tea. I never cared about anything or anybody. I didn't care. I just cared about society. I just gave a shit. Fucking society. But fucking you do care because you just said that stuff. 
Yeah. So. Yeah. Fuck. Why did I know to, uh, to appreciate Val? Appreciate. Like I always appreciated you. I, I like guys. I like appreciating, like hanging yeah. out with guys. I just always enjoy that. I like it. Enjoy. But, but um, don't look at me like that. I, I had a great sponsor 25 years ago. No, no, no. Some 20 years ago or something. And um, we'd always hang out. And he'd always... He would. He was in my acting class. And mm-hmm. he'd walk in. I was very shy. I was a nut in acting class. Like I, would, I would rock back and forth because the scenes were so bad. Right. And then when the teacher talked, I, I would yell out like, Oh, yeah, yeah, I get it. And people would look at me like a nut. And I would act with my back to the audience. I, I was shy as hell. Wow. Then I started, I would walk with this guy from downtown, like 11th Street up to West, East 11th Street up to West 80 or something. Wow. And, and he told the, the acting teacher, the acting, he would be there before I got there. And the teacher would turn the seat around and say, would you like to imitate the people? And I would I- imitate them. But, but, but I knew every waiter, at least one waiter in each restaurant, right. all the way up. Because I had a bit called Coffee Shops Save My, my, my Life mm-hmm. when I was writing before I knew I was a comedian. So he took me to an AA meeting and we're hanging out. And when I walked out, I did Ray the Alcoholic and mm-hmm. I started to imitate everyone. And he looked at me and I was quiet and shy. And he looked at me and he goes, did you just imitate him, him and her? Did you imitate everybody at that t- table we sat at? Because it was a huge meeting, like 200 right. people, and you pick a table with eight. This is an AA meeting. Yeah. And it was a true, 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 true. It was a trendy, big. So I imitated, you know, they were like, my name's Seth, and I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> for me, and just for me, when I'm in trouble, and we do get in trouble, I turn to these, the steps and the traditions. You know, oh my, my name's Rain. I'm an alcoholic. My story includes the Marines. You remember that guy? No. The Marines, a football team, and sex with both my sons. You know, today, I woke up with a gun in my mouth. I was beating my wife with a cat, and I was banging my youngest. Just <laughs> reaming and pushing and reaming, pushing and reaming and pushing. And I realized that Ray, don't feel good about Ray when Ray's doing this to Ray Jr. the third. So I called up my sponsor. God bless him. I know, I know I need him to stay sober because I'm nothing without him. I'm a bonehead, manipulative, lying thief. I said, Ray here, and, I, and I'm banging my youngest. And I realized that Ray, don't feel good about Ray when Ray's doing this to Ray Jr. the third. He says, hey, asshole, because I need to be told who I am on a daily basis. I'm a manipulative, lying, bonehead thief. I said, yeah. He goes, did you drink today? I didn't hear nothing about your primary pro- and only problem. I said, no. He said, then you're a winner. Now come with me. We're going to help new, 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 we're going to help new comers. And I never found any for that, but I would imitate right. everyone. And so he, he got everyone to gather around. He goes, like, he got everybody because he's a very charismatic, loud guy. And then I, he goes, imitate him, imitate her. And I imitated just about all of them. Right. Because I knew him for, for years. And he goes, then he, then he called up. Columbia because I want you to come to my house and he put on a Richard Pryor tape and when he was telling me to imitate everyone they would be like no Rick he's a control freak you don't have to do that you're not a puppet he goes he would say fuck you you know this is called talent so he brought you to his house put on a Richard Pryor yeah he puts on a Pryor tape I sat on a on a bucket because he didn't have any furniture and I was watching Pryor and I, I cried and then uh and he said, I said, how am I going to do it? He goes, you, you will. I said, I don't know where comedy clubs are. I don't know anything. He goes, you'll find it. 
and there was a club I always w- walked by. But the more important thing was, I, I, I sat, I went out with this girl, and she brought her gorgeous girlfriend. So I sleep with the one girl, and then the other girl, you can see she's in the, the other room, mm-hmm. and she, we're staring at each other. So I walked in there, and I slept with her. And she comes in, and he goes, son of a bitch, you asshole, you fucking asshole. You get out, get out. I said, I, I'm sorry. And I saw it, and it was like a slow, slow mo- mo- motion, mo- mo- slow, slow, mo- slow mo motion. <laughs> and uh, I, I saw it said, open mic, open mics. And it was a list of co- comedy spots. Huh? And I grabbed her. She was chasing me out. And I found all those clubs. And then I started go- go- going up. Holy shit, that's crazy. Isn't that weird? Like that's why. That's why I have a hard time with, you know, being a good 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 boy instead of trusting the moment. If something takes you away from comedy, like going to the beach with some girl you don't know because yeah. you just met, met her in a diner. You know, going moving to a d- 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 different state. I was always moving back and forth from L.A. to New York. Right. And because um, I found it while I was doing what society deems bad. What doing comedy? You know, I found I found the list when while you were I was screwing around. While I was, and, you know, lack of values and morals. So you mean like there's always been this reinforcing thing where, when you found the thing that made you the happiest, which was comedy, it was when you were doing something you're not supposed to do. That, so it's like this thing where you think you gotta do what you're not you gotta do 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 bad stuff in order to. I kind of well, engage the muse. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah, to, man. To lift the roof, to move the walls yeah. away. Yeah, you got to like get in trouble. Uh, what I enjoyed, too, also, I, I liked screwing her friend. I liked screwing her. Yeah. You know, and, it, and then I, it l- 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 led me to the club. Mm-hmm. Because right. I, I didn't know you could call people. No, I didn't know. You didn't know, I, yeah. I, didn't know I didn't have anyone to call. I didn't know. You didn't know you could do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, and so you just started doing all these open mics, and it was it just started, it just grew from there, right? How yeah. long? How long after you started? Did you start doing those long shows at the Sidewalk Cafe? That's like kind of legendary. At this that was point. weird because, because uh, uh, at the clubs I passed fast, and I was the last guy at every club in the city, so I had to jump cabs, borrow more money to get to every club on time. You mean you were the last? What does that mean? You're the last guy. I I, I was passed at every club in like my first month. Okay. It never happens. Right. Then I didn't take a night off for 16 years. Really? So I was oh, yelling shit. at the audience. I had no, re- I lost, you know, I lost my favor at the clubs. But, but, Why uh, is that? Because you were. Because I was screaming. I tell was like, you're screaming. Oh, you being too ag- aggressive. Well, I was running through the audience and doing, having a great time, like imitating people. And then I would yell at people. I thought I was a truth teller. I took myself too seriously, so I would yell when John Stewart got a writing deal and he'd tell me, like, upstairs comics are getting writing deals. I I was like, why would they want writing deals? You have a mic. I never heard of comics writing for TV. I didn't have a TV set for years. Yeah. So I didn't know. I said, they're like Pope on the rope, soap on a rope, comics on ropes. You know, I was just. And and until until I didn't know they how to I, yeah I didn't know how to hear anything. He said never they would say like Rick you have a spot at the strip t- 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 tonight. I said I know but you're it, you're supposed to be there in like tw- twenty minutes. I said I'll get there. He goes but you're downtown. You're like a half hour forty five minutes away. I said right. and and the guy he goes you're very cavalier about your career. Attell told me never miss a spot. 
Mm-hmm. I thought he meant never miss a night, never miss a spot. I mean, look for spots, invent spots. So I did four or five shows a night. Right. When I, didn't, when I didn't go home. Club owners would tell me, go home, go to sleep. I was 109 pounds, you know, eating four progies a day. I said, no, never miss a spot, meaning invent spots so you can never miss a spot. Yeah. Like, never miss a moment. Every he, moment has to be ca- comedy. And he just meant don't miss ones you're scheduled for, right? Yeah, right. Yeah. And I didn't understand. I didn't. I didn't. Right. I was like a moron. I was like, okay, I'll never miss a spot. Yeah. So you, know? you just started, but you ended up like burning some of the club owners because you didn't show up and stuff, or because you got too angry. I started to do that, but then I started to yell at the audience. I right. was yelling. I yelled at girlfriends. I yelled at everywhere. You're just being like really like yelling. I only knew how to yell. Yeah. I only knew how to yell. I only knew how to yell. God. And I was free too. I said, "I'm free. I'm set free." Yeah, I, I'm a yeller. You know, and it was sad. You know, but I hurt gr- girlfriends and stuff. Right. Who I, I really liked. Um, and then you started doing the sidewalk thing because how oh, that this, this sidewalk thing? A guy saw me at, at a room. I rented a room and I paid, paid, paid for it. Right. It was because a guy had the room who would put me, John Stewart, Colin Quinn. And I was brand new, right? But I was, they said I was the, the best. Like John Stewart was backstage saying, "Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna do my tight fit, 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 ten or whatever, right? And you're gonna go and be a genius." I said, "I want what you, 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 you know." I want, he was great on stage, John Stewart, yeah, yeah, and to tell, and um, so I, I, I would kill, and then he dropped the club. So I started it, and I pay like fifty dollars a night. What do you mean, drop the club? He he dropped the room. He oh, he stopped running the show. Yeah. Okay. And so he goes. Uh, it says other guys saw me at that room. It was Christmas Eve, and the woman says, "It's no Christmas. It's Christmas Eve. I'm you're not." I said, "Why is the door locked?" Well, not the door. The stage closed. Yeah. And he goes, "It's Christmas Eve." I said, "I'll still pay you. Can I do it?" And there was three people in the, the, the room. And then this guy who owns Sidewalk Cafe was there. And he came in with a girl to watch me. And he goes, wait a minute. He goes, wait. And he walked out until, to the, where they were drinking their coffee. He goes, he's the best comedian in New York. Who wants to see him right now? He kept telling everybody. And he, he was a, a really, he created the scene at Sidewalk. Before I got there, it was Jeff Beck. Right. Uh, the guy who died, Jeff Buckley. Jeff Buckley. Sure. And and uh, Amy. No, girls like Amy Winehouse. Like all these famous people who started there. Okay. So he started me, me, me there, and he told me about it, and he got all these people to come in and watch me. And then he jumped up halfway through. He goes, he, um, "Doesn't he do anything? He deserves to be paid." So he ran the hat around. and made seventy. He goes, "How'd you like to make seventy five dollars at my club every Wednesday?" I was like, "Sure." Yeah. You know, and, and um, so he let me do as long as I want. I started doing one hours, two hours, and three and a half hours for nine years. Even when it was jam-packed, the first five years, you couldn't get, get in. The skaters came in and were smoking joints, and you couldn't get, get in. And they said, you got to move to a b- 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 bigger venue. I said, why? They go, well, that's called career. I said, yeah. why do I want a career? I never heard of this stuff. My father didn't t- 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 I never heard yeah. of career or ambition. They said, well, you can go to any club in New York. I would walk into a club. They'd be like, you wanna, we want you on a, would you do your show at our place? I was like, sure. So I did it at their place, too. I did another place, and then I was doing three and a half hours, and then they considered me for Broadway. I said, Broadway? I didn't even hear it. I heard him go like, they're considering you. I was like, what's Broadway? Like, how would I, I, nobody wants me. I thought I was a piece of shit. 
John Leguizamo, Spalding Gray, Eric Bulagosian all came in one night, and I made fun of Spalding Gray, and I wouldn't stick to the format, and I had to. This one show had a format for, for Broadway. Right. And instead, I t- took a bat and went downstairs, down the steps of the stage, into in front of the audience on the same level, and I said, hit Miles and give me a pin light. And I did the saddest remembrance of Miles Davis. If you, at so, 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 so summer camp with my grandmother, Tom Waits, Lou, Lou, Lou Reed, uh, and all these New York Magazine was there. And I said, like, when when Tom Hanks, when Tom, when Tom Waits threw that ball and it was low and on the outside, I knew that's how I wanted to live my life, low and on the outside. And I just made that up. I was, I was like, wow, that came out good. Yeah. So you go, watch Rick's hilarious ride. Living life low and on the outside. That's what and, they wrote. Yeah, and um, it, it got uh, 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 that and stop with the two best shows. Holy shit! So man. they came next week to have a talk and concern me for Broadway. I didn't sh- sh- show up. Uh, I didn't think. I thought. I thought that made them want you more if yeah. you didn't show, show up. Like, um, I got in living color. This woman hugged me out here. Yeah. And she goes, Rick, don't you remember me? My, my little Ricky, she gives me a hug. This old lady, I go, no, I'm sorry, I don't know, no, you know who you are. And she goes, um, come on, it's me, be, 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 Betsy. Says, I said, I'm sorry. And she goes, uh, she goes, uh, I cast you an in living cut, cut, cut color. I said, I got in living cut, cut color. Right. She goes, yeah, you were going to be one of our breakout stars with John Leguizamo and Jim Carrey. Yeah. And Jamie Foxx. I said, I, I, well, why didn't you tell me? She said, that was your MO. Nobody could find you. Nobody could, whenever something important came up, you weren't there. Oh. I said, you probably could have found me, you know, if you called me. She goes, no, we all tried to. And that's, so that's that story. Man, that's crazy. I didn't know that. I had no idea about all that stuff. That's great. Yeah, funny sitting with a mic versus standing Yeah, I mean, I knew I knew about the Sidewalk Cafe shows. I knew you'd do like these long shows, but I didn't realize it was such a it was such a scene. And like, I just yeah, I had no idea. That's not, that's incredible. Yeah, it was yeah. amazing. I mean, I, I would walk out. I, I said I screwed a girl in that building, that apartment, that apartment. That like the girls we made, for, for, for French girls, magazine girls. Uh, I was shocked, mm-hmm. and they all quit their jobs the night. They fucked me. The, the next day, they'd be like moving in with me, saying like, oh, wow. "I just quit my." I said, "You know, you're the one making four hundred a night. I make seventy five a week." Yeah, y- you know, but it was great. It was really, really great. That's funny because people see that as l- l- legendary now because they keep calling me a l- 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 when I go on stage. Say legendary. Yeah, and I go like, Legend. and they do that all the time. A car drives by, yells out, "Rick, Sh- the legendary Rick Shapiro." Right. And a guy on the street when I walked over there is that that's the I- internet. I think it's, it makes you able to be seen more. I guess so. I mean, it's hard to say. I don't really know. I'm not up at a lot, 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 lot of clubs. Yeah, I had a great week a week ago. The flappers, King, right? King King, no, that, that oh, was King fun. King King. Yeah, King, Fatem King, said he King did it with you. It was great. Oh, we got to ask you to do it. I would love to do it anytime. Is Fatem still doing that room? Uh, yeah, it should come for sure. Yeah, well, he had me on once. Different one, different one, but it's still. Uh, uh, that's why I want to ask you. Will you before you go give me the names of rooms I could call? I won't use your name unless you want you me to. You do whatever you want. Yeah, I'll give you. I'll give you whatever I know. Just people I can contact because yeah. I don't know what rooms to hit. I'm yeah, I'll tell you. Yeah, for sure. What? That's a true way to end it. Ready? I'll give you some numbers. Cool, Rick Shapiro. Just for everybody's hanging out. Yeah. Cool. Uh.
National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com.